One of my favorite things to do is to share stories of what my students have overcome in their wins to inspire you to keep going. Today, you're going to meet Carolyn Slavanis, who started out as a mall portrait photographer and eventually ended up working for herself and selling digital files. Mm -hmm. Then in May, she decided to go all in on the boutique model. Within a few weeks, Carolyn had gotten over $9,650 in orders. And she was new in town having recently moved. The thought of ditching digitals can be scary when you have a ton of competition giving them, right? Yeah. So I want you to hear what happened to Carolyn when she became a boutique photographer. Boutique photographer, it is incredible. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Welcome, Carolyn. Hello. I am so stoked that you are here talking to me because your story is not unlike a lot of people's stories, right? Oh, no. Like I am like every single one of the people in this group right now. Like, <laughs> And I yeah. was there. I was there like five months ago, six months so, ago. So, so yeah, let's talk about where you were before you were sitting in their chairs. So you'd been a mall photographer. And then what made you say, well, I think I can create a business. Well, I was a mall photographer um, for about a year or so, and I learned a lot. Um, I actually have my marketing degree, and I love marketing, and I love all things creative. I was originally a lyric opera major. Like, that's my jam. I, I love all things creative and decided that I did not want to do that for a living. And then one of my friends who worked at the mall was like, oh, hey, you know, just come in here and do this part time. And I thought, oh, you know, whatever. Um, so I did. And I fell in love with it. Like, I love meeting people. Um, I love new adventures. So this is like totally right up my alley. Um, and then I had left there. I went back into marketing and then was just kind of there a little bit part-time. And then I was miserable. I was miserable. I was working for a local um, ABC affiliate and I loved buying the advertising, but I didn't like selling it. And so my grandma called and she said, you know, why are you so upset all the time? And I said, I don't know. She's like, well, what would it, well, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I said, oh God, I have my own photography studio. She's like, well, how much does that cost? And I was like, well, I don't know. Let me get back to you. And so I did. And she was like, you can quit on Friday. I'll put a check in the mail. And so grandma bought my first camera and my first light and my first backdrop. 
grandma like that warms my heart and that was 16 years ago (laughs) okay how old were you does that do you mind sharing (laughs) 16 years ago oh I don't know 14 one and a half minus 16 years I don't know I was in my 30s okay so you weren't a teenager you were an adult at this point yeah yeah did you have kids yet I did um I had two children now I have five (laughs) okay and so you were thinking okay I can do this. So you started doing offering high-res digital files for a fee. Absolutely. Okay. And how, how'd that go for you? <laughs> um, it didn't. Uh, so it ended up being um, like part-time hobbyist. I mean, it was never a legit business. I was never making enough to like call it like an actual business. And I tried everything I had uh, because I had done marketing. I had friends that were in radio and TV and I was like, Oh, I can just like, Hey, do we have a radio promotion. You want to do it? Yeah. No, nothing worked. What <laughs> I mean, else did you try? Like, what else were you doing? Did you do mini sessions or? Oh my gosh. Yes. Stinking mini sessions were killing me. I like, what am I doing? <laughs> Because I was offering them about what everybody else was offering, like $50 a session, come on in. By the end of the day, I was exhausted. I had left like two or three days away from um, my kids. I was like, what am I doing with my life? And so I ended up, it was just a little hobby for me for a long time. And then I moved. So you moved. So this is when you moved. So you moved from Illinois to Georgia. Yes. Right. And then what, what in your mind? Cause were you confident? Were you like, I'm awesome. I'm a great photographer. I can go do this. Or were you like, oh, like I was like, I'm not, I just feel like a fake. Oh, absolutely. Like I had major imposter syndrome. I was like, I'm a photographer. I mean, like even in the way I was talking to people was like, are you, you know, <laughs> it was more of a question than it was like a statement. I'm a photographer. So, um, yeah, I when I moved to Georgia, I sold everything but my camera. And I thought there's no way. I mean, if I couldn't build it in a place that I had lived for years, there is no way I'm building a business here. And then I met the uh stu- dance studio um owner. And I was here for a month and she came up to me and she said, now I know that you've only lived here for a month, but you're way more outgoing than I am. So any chance you know of somebody who can do headshots for our company girls? And I thought, do I even say it? I was like, well, actually, (laughs) and that was it. And that was kind of my moment where I was like, I'm either going to speak up right now and say, and say, Hey, I can do this and really like go all in on myself or I'm going to tell her I don't know anybody. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take, take a chance on me and I'm going to do it. And so that's kind of how it started. Do you feel like that was the, the universe talking to you? Cause I believe that call it whatever you want, call it God, call it the spirit, call it whatever you believe the universe, like whispers to you, right? Like you can do this, you can do this. And like, that was the voice that you're like, I can do this. Yes. It was like my, everything in me was like, no, I'm a photographer. (laughs) It's like, I couldn't not say it. And I just felt like all of the things that I was putting out into the universe and just like praying for and wanting so bad. It was like, it just, here's my moment to say yes. 
And so I did. And um, what she paid me basically paid for the lights <laughs> and the a new backdrop and backdrop stand. And um, she said, you know, I don't know any, I, I barely know anybody. That was such a lie. She knows everybody here. She's lived here her whole life. So then it went to, can you take my kids' homecoming pictures? Yes. Um, can you do my kids' senior pictures? Yes. Her daughter had a baby. Can you do their, you know, the, the newborn pictures? Yes. And then they would tell people about me. And the next thing you know, I found Sarah Petty. So hang on a second. I want to jump in here because you have a marketing degree. You mm -hmm. have all this experience. You have like the most outgoing personality because I'm sure a lot of people listening are saying, yeah, I'm not that outgoing, right? Grandma bought you equipment, all the money you were making, you were buying more equipment and, and still were you profitable at that point? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, because you can talk to a million people, but if you're doing it wrong, you're not going to make any money. You know, what was your no. husband saying in all this? Um, honestly, I have the most amazing husband and I'm so thankful for him. Um, he is just, he's my person, man. He is behind me no matter what. So he was like, if your soul is telling you that this is what you need to do, then this is exactly what you need to do. So that's what I did. Oh, keep him. So you came across a challenge that we were having. Yeah. You came in and what were the biggest ahas when you're learning about this other way to do business that no one else is really teaching? Like you probably picked up a few random things or looked at competitors, but when you sat down and looked at the whole system, what was your biggest aha moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm missing this piece or this piece or this piece. What were the pieces? Oh my gosh. I didn't know anything. I mean, really. And like, I was, I've always been like pretty introspective. So like I can come out and say like, wow, I'm terrible at this, or I really need to learn this more and take more time. So I realized right away that I did not have a system. Like if you have ever read like you know, how to make money. Like, I mean, you know that there are four ways legal or illegal to make money. And I, what was I doing? Like I had no system to go from. So when I found you, <laughs> I realized that she has a system in place. And if I want to have a business, then I want to take the fast road to do it. And I need to follow somebody who has a system that's already they're in place and is proven. Why do so, you think, I just am curious what your thoughts are, because I know a lot of people listening are feeling this way. Like, I, I'm just going to try guessing at things for a while and build my business before I invest in it. And I'm wondering what your thoughts were there. Like, you're just trying all these things. You're sort of copying what you think other people are doing. All right, many sessions is what I should do. And then you get this imposter syndrome because you're like, I'm a fake because they don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, I don't know why I did it too in the beginning. And I don't know why do we do that? Like we're setting ourselves up not to succeed. Right. And I felt like all this time, like all of these things that I was trying, like I knew who my target audience was, you know? So like I knew who to target, but I was doing it all wrong. And I was like, I can keep doing this for another 14 years and it can be a hobby and I can make, you know, Christmas money in the fall, or I can really find a system that works and I can bet on myself 
and stop looking at my competitors and just go all in for me. And that was really it. It was like, what do I want in life? Like, am I okay with just having some part-time hobbyist being a hobbyist or did I, did I really want this for me? And so I had to pick me and believe in me. Yeah. 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 I love that. So you were sitting there with the opportunity to make a significant investment in yourself when you realized, okay, I found this Sarah Petty. She has this program. It's a, it's a legit investment, right? Yeah. The opportunity to build a career. How did you justify that? Were you like, I just, I've, I have to do it or I'm going to just not do it anymore. Well, I really came up with the fact that like my kids are going to have heroes. Like your kids are going to have heroes. So why not have it be me? You know, they could, they can pick Superman, they can pick whoever, or they can pick me and they can see me making a decision, you know, admitting what I'm doing wrong, going for it and putting my effort into myself. Like I want to be my kids' heroes. They're going to have them. And I want them to have me. Wow. Who else wants to be their kid's hero? Right. That is so powerful. That literally gave me chili bumps all over my entire body because it's so true, right? Our kids, we always say that they don't always listen to us, but they watch what we do. So they're watching you do this. So I I really want to walk through all the things you did in your business um, as you were becoming boutique. Okay. So I'm going to just throw questions at you as far as like, which parts were hard for you? Cause I find every student as they're learning these things based on whatever skills they have, like you clearly are an extrovert. We work with a lot of introverts, but then they have strengths in places you don't. So it's always, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. So it's always <laughs> like, everybody has a different story, but let's, um, first thing we did was we got you legal we scrubbed through your brand and got you crystal clear there. How did that feel for you? Like, did you have a lot of bumps there? Um, yeah, I mean, I think part of it was that I had to take that step back and realize that like, okay, I obviously am not doing everything right and I need help. So like, I had to be open to the critiques, you know, and open to like, Carolyn, this is wrong or, you know, but nobody was the thing that I found like so powerful was that no one really put you down. Nobody put me down. Nobody was like, wow, your pictures are bad or, oh, you're not legal. What have you been doing? Or, oh, this is all you've done in the past. Well, you're going to be on the slow track, Carolyn. You know, (laughs) it was just like, here we are. This is where we want you to go. So um, I think like clearing my own head of all the head trash that I had, um, that was the hardest part for me really was just being like, okay, like scrub it, just take it and scrub it. Because if what I was doing was working, I wouldn't need the system, but clearly I needed it. So bring it on. So how did you describe your photography skills when you were going through this process? Like, are you a trained photographer? Do you have a degree in photography? 
I don't have a degree in photography. No. Um, I played around with it a little bit in college, but um, definitely not a degree. And then I worked at the portrait studio at the mall. So I learned a little bit more. Um, but I would say a good chunk of what I learned, I learned um, probably at the studio and then what just on my own you know, learning angles. And I knew just kind of like from marketing and design and things like what's more appealing and what's not appealing. So um, that helped out a little bit, but I've grown so, so much. Yeah. And when you learned, like when we showed you things that are selling that clients are buying it, was it more simple than what you thought? Like getting into like products and prices? Oh my gosh. It's a system. It's a proven system, you know? And I think that that's like super important. I was terrified for my first sale, but it was incredible. It was everything that I had heard that should happen. If you follow the system, it works. It just, it, it works. I like, I was, it was amazing. So one of the things we we talk about when we teach you is your what and your why, right? And then that fits into when you're talking to a client, that's part of the seven B's and that step of learning how to create value for what you are charging, right? So once you learn how to um, charge profitable prices, it's like, okay, now how do I go out into the market and talk about that? Was that, I would guess that maybe was an easier step for you because was it just the matter of like, okay, now I know what to say. Now I can go do it versus some people might be a little more scared. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was huge for me because really I have two what's and two why's. So it really, for me, it just depends on who I'm talking to, which one I'm really going to focus on, but like really writing that down and reading it and reading it and putting it up and seeing that every day is so motivating. <laughs> like it, it, it was a game changer. Yeah, for sure. So then, so you're learning how to talk to people and you're starting more conversations. You yeah. start doing marketing activities And is everything like, were you able to stay up as you're learning these things? Or did you have any life things happening during this? Like we were together eight weeks as your job is to go out and get a client. Yeah. Uh, So three weeks of it, I was out of the game. Um, My daughter was graduating from high school. So I actually, because of when we moved here, she stayed back in Illinois to finish at that, um, at that school. So I had to drive across the country and um, go and see her. I was there for a week. Then my mom, who I hadn't seen since the beginning of the pandemic, came out for a week and a half. I mean, I was really gone for about three weeks out of it, but that's okay. Like, that's okay because the system is there and the system is in place. So I knew that when I was, um, when I was out that it would still be there when I got back, like everything would be there. The support was there. Um, the lessons were there. It was amazing. It was just a really, yeah. Isn't that interesting to have that mindset of like family first? Yeah. That's what we talk about, right. Is family first, but then it's like, but I can't look away from my business or it'll be gone. No, I'm looking away from it like Wednesday, Thursday, today. Like this is my kids' fall break. I'm not doing anything. And that's okay. Like just to be able to say, 
you know what? My kids are at home. These three days are about them and going apple picking and fun things like that. It's their time. And yeah, it'll be here. Yeah. We shouldn't have to pick. I just believe that so strongly. No way. So, So let's talk about marketing, going out and getting clients. How many leads did you get? Did you get a client right away? Talk about that. Sure. Um, so I did uh, one of the marketing activities and it was actually overwhelming how many people I had. Um, so I came up with something just kind of general to like narrow it down. And out of that, um, I had I got my Julie. So you got a client, you set up the appointment. Yep. Okay. So so you booked them. Were you still nervous about price or you'd already covered it on the phone call, which is where you're supposed to cover it? Oh yeah. Oh no. I covered it on the phone call and I even covered it, um, in the message that I sent out to everybody. I was like, and let me tell you about the investment. So it kind of weeded out the free people, cheap people right away. So I was stuck with, you know, people who could be my ideal clients. Yeah. It works. Follow the system and it works. Okay. So you get the client yes, and, um, you're having this session, you do the pre-planning meeting where you you're showing big, there are like seven different things that you're doing and you're covering price again, making sure they're crystal clear on everything. You're planning the session. Who was the subject? Was it children, pets, family? Uh, This was actually couples. Really? Yeah. Your first Julie was a couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So you went out into the market looking for couples, married couples or any couples, any couples. Okay. Any couples. I did a Creekside, um, photo shoot, like, um, summer of love is what I called it. And it was awesome. And so you got a lot of love. So you, you did this first session Mm -hmm. and then you got, you went and you sat down with them and you presented their images with them. So, because that's how we serve. We are serving them. It's not pushy. It's not pressury. So as you're going through that appointment, were you like the duck on the pond looking smooth and freaking out underneath or were you calm at this point? I I think it's different for everyone. What was that like? Oh, um, I had a 35 minute drive to their house and the entire time I was just talking myself up. I'm like, you're amazing. You've been doing this for years. What are you talking about? All of your clients spend thousands of dollars on you. I mean, like these were the things that I just kept going over and over and over in my head. So when I presented them with their total, they were like, um, okay, sounds good. Like, can we, can we like do two installments? And I'm, of course, most of my clients do. And, you know, I just, I didn't let on at all. And it was amazing. And I served them. And it was the first time that I had done a session and walked away and felt so good about it. I didn't feel bad about taking anybody's money. I didn't, I was like, yeah, I made this because I served them and I gave them what they needed. So tell us how much was the order? Because Julie, my first right fit client, invested over a thousand dollars. So in our community, we celebrate that first order. That's over a thousand dollars. So is it like a thousand and one dollars? What was it? $4,147. Shut the front door. Yeah, it was amazing. And I got outside and I'm talking as I go, but I think for me, the biggest thing is to like, see, this is where an introvert would be even better because I can't shut my mouth. So like (laughs) where an introvert could sit there and be quiet. I was like, 
so what are you guys thinking? Like, and I'm just like, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk. And that was the biggest thing for me, like show them the price and let them talk first. So, um, it was incredible. It was, so incredible. this was a couple, you got a, a $4,000 order of a couple then they weren't even married. Maybe they've been in a long-term relationship. No, they were married. They were married. They were married. Okay. Um, they, um, don't have children. They have they have dogs and, um, they had moved into this house and it's just, I mean, it was so beautiful. And the first thing I said, I'm like, oh my goodness, can you imagine all the beautiful artwork of you guys that we can put all over these walls? This is so exciting. And like, when we talked about it before, like I even sat down and showed them there's, I was like, Oh, show me where you think you guys have been, are going to put this artwork. So we were already like, oh, this would be great on that wall. This would be great on that wall. Yeah, we call that a parachute, right? The little things that reinforce that you're going the right direction, right? As the plane's going up, it's like, oh, we're talking about wall portraits. We're considering wall portraits. We know the pricing, right? Yeah. That is so exciting. I mean, Everybody listening, I want you to ask yourself, like, does that sound salesy? Listen to her talk. She's like, oh my gosh, we can decorate your home. And she's just really being excited. She's not like, you need to have this now. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It was awesome. It was so cool to, to hey, do that. Yeah. Have you ever tried selling prints before you learned our system? Like, had you tried it at all? Did you think when you were selling digitals, people would buy prints or were you like, just resigned to giving them all the digitals. I'm curious. No. So I, I had tried and I had, I had made some money, but I didn't like, I didn't have a system in place. I wasn't doing it the right way. And now I can serve so much harder. It is so awesome. Yeah. Like, Did you probably feel though, like back then, if we would have talked to the Carolyn back then, you probably thought you were serving your clients hard. Probably too thought, hard. Yeah, I thought I was. I was like, I'm doing a good job. I mean, I'm offering them prints, you know, and I'm, if they give the digitals too, that's okay. You know, but yeah. I was always shortcutting myself. And what I realized doing Boutique Breakthrough was that I can serve them so much better and at a much higher level if I just follow the system and what they get more out of it too. It's like, it's win-win. I mean, I never feel like I'm pushing anybody ever. Yeah. And don't you feel like, at least this happened to me, the relationships I had, like with with the couple that gave you $4,000, like they probably hugged you. Did, and oh thank you. Gosh. Did your digital file clients ever feel that way? I mean, they're going to go home and put it in a drawer. No, I laugh now. Cause I'm like, I make grown men cry. Like <laughs> when I, when I show seniors, parents, their pictures and the dad is crying, or I show this husband and wife, their pictures and he's crying. I'm like, I make grown yeah. men cry now. Like yeah. Hey, in a really what, good way. What do you say to your past self who was before you even knew about us, who was out there grinding, like feeling bad about yourself, having imposter syndrome, telling yourself you're not good enough. You can't do this. You don't have a photography degree. No one's going to pay you what you're worth. What do you say to your past self? Oh my gosh. Just believe in yourself and do it. Like I am so I'm 
I'm so grateful for the boutique break uh, for the boutique breakthrough opportunity. I just wish I had done it like a year or two early, earlier. Like where and I look now, I'm like, where would I have been? I mean, my biggest regret is not believing in myself and going all out two years ago. Yeah, that gave me chills. It's like in the Wizard of Oz, you know, when he tells Dorothy, my dear. You had the power all along. And you do. And you just had to decide for yourself. You had to pick you instead of waiting for the world to pick you. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with everybody. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Probably one of the most fragile phases of going boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first thousand dollar client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing. And it really can be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 60 day online workshop called Boutique Breakthrough where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers because my team and I literally hold your hand through your transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.